Today's episode is brought to you by Himalayan yogurt, now coming in three delicious flavors, green, pink, and blue. You know, like Gatorade. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Our Kind of Bad podcast, the podcast where we watch bad movies and give you the best of the worst. We do it because we have both been on that side of the camera and love it for what it is. Oh my gosh, we do. Even when it's <laughs> slipping and sliding out of our hands because it's this week's episode. Slime City. That's Sarah's yeah. voice announcing Hello. the name of the movie we're covering this week. This is Dominic's voice over here. Uh, just to give you a quick rundown in case this is the first time you're ever listening to the Our Kind of Bad podcast. We break it down with IMDb uh, deets, plot time. We then say what works about the movie. Then we have a what the what, which is the other side of the mm-hmm. coin of what works. Uh, then we give it an award, a grade, or a pull quote, if any, and then... Uh, we're closing out with fan theories and recommended viewing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the structure of the show. Feel free to jump to any of those. We don't provide any time code, but if you just want to skip around <laughs> because you're a weirdo, go for it. Right. All right. Uh, so who who's responsible for this movie? Greg Lamberson. I think it's Greg Lamberson. <laughs> Actually, do you know, we, we got a bunch of letters uh, requesting Slime City. Oh. Uh, arranged in a sentence written mm-hmm. to us by Greg Lamberson that we covered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Um, and uh, so uh, we're so we're doing it. Yep. So Slime City. Uh, what is it about? A student moves into a rundown building in New York City. His bizarre neighbors make a concoction in their apartment. They call wine, but when he takes some of it, he turns into a deformed, murderous monster. Is it wine? I thought he called it liquor. Elixir. Oh. But he might have called it liquor. Right? I'm getting old and apparently going deaf. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so that's what the movie is about. We know it was written and directed by Greg Lamberson. Yes. Gregory Lamberson as Greg Lamberson. Whatever. You look at the IMDb <laughs> like we're looking at it. That's yeah. what it says. Um, uh, it stars 1988, but filmed like it took five years it according to the audience. Before audio. I was yeah. born. Yeah, according to the commentary <laughs> track. Yeah, we watched this movie and then watched it immediately after that with the commentary track. Yes, of course. Um Starring Craig Sabin as the main character, Alex. Uh, Mary Huner? Huner? We just listened to him say these names. I know. I think that it's like maybe part of the Yeah, but she had double duty. She, she played did. two characters. Lori and Nicole. Yeah, which you noticed. Polar opposite. You had to point that out to me. <laughs> yeah, she, it was like a Superman thing. When she yeah. put on a wig and I couldn't recognize her anymore. <laughs> to be fair, it was some wig. Yeah, I know. She should have done it with glasses. Anyway, okay. <laughs> um, so, all right. So those are the deets. Those are the IMDb deets. There's mm-hmm. more on that website if you're interested. All right, so now let's cruise into what works. All right, I'll let you kick this one up. What do you got? There was a lot. I'm going to start with the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Yes, the, the Slime City theme yes, song. the DVD menu. Yeah, I listen to that all It's on my <laughs> iPod now. I listen to it while I run around our own personal Slime City, oh, Buffalo, New York. Motivation to run. Slime City is more of like a feeling, not necessarily a place. I you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> let it go. All right. Uh, so, okay. I also obviously had that one. Mm-hmm. Uh Speaking of cities, um, I liked that this actually had an accurate portrayal of what an apartment in New York City is like. Two broke girls looking at you, yeah. or friends, 
or any of the other. Mm-hmm. There's like just so many examples of right in with your favorite example of apartments in fictional universes where it's just absurdly large or just like there's no way these characters could be affording it. If broke is in the title. Oh, 100%. And I think they worked hard at that, too. From the commentary, Greg had mentioned that um, they built, that they built the, the shelves to block off other space. Oh, yeah, you, which there. you had also yeah, noticed. <laughs> it looked like the ones in your escape room. Yeah, so which is why I should have noticed that, but totally didn't. Was I watching this movie? What was I paying attention to? The slime. Yeah, there was another. Uh, I just put this down to what works because I liked it because it reminded me of the David Mitchell show, Peep Show, where mm-hmm. there was like a lot of first person shots where yeah. the characters are talking directly into the camera, but at the. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was like really effective in this movie. It like made me nervous that they were suddenly <laughs> looking at me instead of looking at each other. Uh, <laughs> social anxiety. But uh, no, and he did it before David Mitchell did. Sorry, David. Yeah. Um, but uh, Greg did it first. I had the effects were very well done and creative. Okay, like, I had that too. Yeah, all the mechanical like head, the mechanical head, the mechanical abdomen. I know. Yeah, the oh. Thanatos mouth, and the uh, brain. You yeah, pointed the out brain. the brain. Yeah, just like slinking mm-hmm. along. It's yeah. like, where is it going? I mean, like, it was making the same mistake that every girl in a slasher movie does, where it's running further into the house right. rather than out. I mean, not that if it got to the door, it could make its way out, but it's like no. slowly doing that, like, Tokyo Drift U turn, right. turning. Loses her shirt and her keys before getting there. Um, oh, I, uh, my next bullet point is we briefly interrupt the viewing of Slime City to bring you an art house short, oh, um, yeah. which was the, the black and white right. part, which I mean, is it, it's. It straddles what works and what the what, yeah, but it's mostly fair. in a what works because it references the right. seventh seal, mm-hmm. of course. And this is a, I don't know why, I guess if you know, right into the show, I tried to make the connection. I couldn't. I just like that there was a reference to that there. Right. There's also a reference to the obscure object of desire in Lewis Manuel film in using the main actress twice like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay, I'll shut up now. What's your next <laughs> Obviously a strong story. It had really good pacing. I was not bored at all. I loved the premise of this. Yeah. That was my other fan theory. Sorry, we were, before we started recording, <laughs> I was trying to remember my other fan theory, and I just remembered it. We'll save it for them. Do you want to write it down before you forget? Yes. Hang on. Pausing. Okay, I'm back from writing down my other fan theory. <laughs> what I was going to say, what the, what were we talking about before I, we broke to write that down? That it was a strong story and had good pacing. Right, thank you. Yeah, I just, I really like the premise of this yeah. movie. The idea of all of the, we're doing spoilers. We're always doing spoilers on this podcast. For sure. What are you doing yelling at us for spoiling a movie <laughs> from 1988? You should have seen it already. Yeah. Um, but the idea of like the ectoplasm possessing people yeah like it's always like a ghost or a spirit or something like this is something tangible and they have to like trick people into it's very like almost like being john malkovich Mm -hmm. where they they perpetuate themselves by going inside of john malkovich yeah um Um, it was well lit it had good sound we weren't writing the volume at all yeah we're not like mixing it yeah mixing it in post post which is the watching aspect of the movie (laughs) post post (laughs) no so it was Um, well lit and it was probably difficult too because a lot of it was indoor and there's small space so it was like yeah back to the the small apartment thing yeah Yeah, they don't have this huge apartment that these poor people can afford somehow yeah uh do you already say like it just really moves like the pacing we did say pacing but yeah yeah, i just okay that was my next yeah because it does i mean i know he cut like six minutes six scenes six uh, minutes 
think you said six minutes because the runtime was shorter. That's right. Okay. But, yeah. But it, obviously good choices because it really mm-hmm. trucks along. Like everything really has like purpose. Like each of the scenes has meaning. Like you know why you're looking at it. For sure. Um, I also wrote down the comedy. Um, yeah. I know like it didn't start out its existence as a comedy, but like yeah, there's some genuinely funny mo- yeah. like moments in this that... I feel like we're supposed to be intentionally funny. Like when the guy runs back to get the boombox. For sure. That's funny. That's yeah. like supposed to be funny. I also think, I don't know, we, we'll, we'll debate this later, but the scene where Mary and Alex are on the phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she says, I love you. And he has this deadpan look on his face and he just hangs up the phone. Click. Which I know in screenplay writing classes, they tell you don't write goodbye because right. it's an amateur thing and they'll just throw your screenplay away. But. It just that's that's the amateur thing. It's if you write the word goodbye in your screenplay, <laughs> not not half the other things that end up in people's screenplays. But yeah, right. no, that just that was a really funny. And there's other funny moments. We'll get to them. Oh, and sure. What the what? Uh, what else, what's another one of your what um, did work it? Lastly, I have the acting. I thought that was obviously really strong. Like, yeah, there wasn't a. They're all very strong actors. They so, were yeah. like uh, the detective. I mean, like. Mary, obviously, because she's, like, pulling double duty. For sure. As, like, what are two... Mm -hmm. I mean, she acts as two completely different people. Yeah. Fooled me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, good on-screen chemistry, too. Oh, yeah. Like, just, I don't know, it was really good. Yeah, like, they clicked. Um, So, yeah. Good on them all around. And then one guy was a really good, like, best friend character, too. It was a really good casting right there. Um, So, all right, do you have any more what works? I am out. Okay, I'm out, too. Um... I hid some in my what the what, but anyway, that means we're moving on to what the what, what? the part where we kind of like scratch our heads a little bit at some stuff that passed by on mm-hmm. screen. Uh, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Okay. Um, so this Good. is before I knew Nicole was also Lori and vice versa, but right. I wrote Nicole's wig. Hi, I'm the lead member of kiss. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing living in this I ugly know. Gothic building? Uh, <laughs> So, I okay. I, we must have been on the same wavelength because my my first what the what bullet point was the scene where Alex is moving into the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's him and his best friend, and they meet Nicole for the first time. Right. And he's massaging his okay. His hand his hand is out of frame, <laughs> and it appears to be moving. Yeah. I'm not going to make any accusations. I'm just saying. No. And it's located centered below the belt right so maybe i i mean you know what i'm trying to say i'm just not going to explicitly say maybe he was checking for his wallet he's like this nicole person looks like a dicey character (laughs) i gotta make sure she hasn't stolen anything off me not that he's rubbing his (laughs) nether regions he was rubbing his dilly. Okay. We're recording this very late at night. Uh, so we're a little loopy. All right, it's your turn. Um, I've had the girlfriend, or, or Lori rather. Lori is very indecisive. Um, she's like, oh, I want you to get an apartment. You know, going with him to check out, you know, persuades him to get one under the implication that she's going to move in or have more time to spend with him. And yeah. Then she kind of falls the whole reason. Him. He yeah. deals his best friend she's back. Like, I have to study. Yeah. She's I'm not said, moving in with you. Yeah, and then, like, later when he changes his mind about her moving in, she's mm-hmm. like, what's with all the mind changing? <laughs> After doing something that she asked him to do, like, yeah. she doesn't want, she wants to move things slow. Right. But then she also wants him to meet her parent. Yeah. Like, picking on this character. Sorry, um, Lori. Like, yeah, sorry, Lori. <laughs> 
They're just like, ah. Also, to pick on her some more, apparently, because that's my next bullet point. Uh, so Alex is an art student, mm-hmm. and he's doing a portrait. He's practicing or something. He's doing a portrait of Lori. Yeah. And she comes around to take a look at it, and she's like, I love what I see, <laughs> said the narcissist. Okay, enough picking yeah. on Lori. Move on. Give me another bullet point. Um, Basically, a retirement building is what is said about the building when he moves in. Oh, yeah. And then we go on to meet all of Alex's young neighbors. Yeah, because the the face of the building are the two old women out front. Right. And that's, uh, okay, that kind of dovetails into one of my what the what's, which is, like, the hallway outside of his door is clearly tagged. Yeah. And, like, are these old people tagging the building? (laughs) That's a good point. I like what you said, though, about it being, like, a little bit of a nod because those people that we see as young are not actually young. That's right. Because like you said that I'm just there reviewing. Is. <laughs> yes, yeah. You had mentioned that. And I was like, Oh yeah. So maybe it was kind of like a wink and nod to each other. Yeah. A little, little nose tap inside joke be. that like, Hey, we're all actually old <laughs> in quotes. Uh, let's see. Speaking of those people, the old guys like Roman mentioned that he writes poetry, but he only does it like one day at a time. Like he writes <laughs> one line a day. Right. Which would mean that the, although his poem would be longer. So, like, Alex should have asked to see that poem. Because oh, he would have seen sure. that it was longer than he could have been alive. And he would have been like, this guy's lying. He writes more than one line a day. Right. Which is the logical conclusion. <laughs> not the conclusion not that, that he must be older than he seems. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is the one that I was clearly going for until I corrected. Right. Self-corrected that. Uh, sorry. What's um, <laughs> so, Nicole and Guess have a... A brief combo with Alex in the hallway. Oh, when she comes back from what was like a date, a heavy metal date? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, um... Pentagrams. Alex is not even back in his apartment yet before they're already, like, closed door moaning, supposedly all over each other. Yeah. I'm like, man, that must have been, like, some tearaway clothing. I'm like, ah! Yeah, just, like, immediate throes of passion style moaning <laughs> going on. Which I'll is have like... what she's having. <laughs> Like, what? That's it. Maybe that's what it was. There was Maybe. A, she was. They just shut the door and started to enjoy a delicious <laughs> meal. <laughs> was it Himalayan yogurt? Oh, it ties back together. Uh, I have a bullet point that just says sweet Vespa. Oh, outside the video store, <laughs> yeah. which I was going to pretend I was going to feign that I didn't know what a video store was. Do right. a little shtick. Um, which I, I really enjoyed seeing the inside of a video store. That was a, such a throwback. It was cool. I don't realize how long it's been since I stepped foot in one. Same. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sweet Vespa is the, <laughs> is the big takeaway from that. Who is Lizzie? That I don't know. We never got. I know. Is that just us being old and deaf again? Did they actually know. say something else, like the liquor elixir thing? Oh, yeah. Is it supposed to be is it a nickname for Lori? Because they did call Jack Alex's friend by three names. Jack, Jared, and Jerry. So maybe it's like a nickname. Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, My name it's is like, his name, too. It's like maybe one of them just can't remember their name, so they just keep maybe. throwing nicknames at each J. other. So maybe it was a nickname for Lori. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I wrote down who was Lizzie. Yeah, speaking of that whole thing, like, so, of the elixir, speaking of the elixir, Roman's describing it for Alex, and he's like, what are the ingredients? Nobody knows. Bottoms up. Like, like, he doesn't exercise any caution, like, 
All right, dude. I saw you digging through the trash earlier. <laughs> I'm going to need to know where you got Now we're having dinner. <laughs> yeah. It's like, did they ever explain why he was digging through the trash? I don't think so. We did see that Nicole had discarded the body from last night. Oh, yeah. Do we see that or did they just say that? Mm, maybe. I don't know. Either. We might just cut to him opening the trash. I don't know if we saw her. Yeah. Right. What was the point of this? Oh, the elixir. We don't know the ingredients. Yep. He's lying. He knows the ingredients. For sure. But he can't tell him <laughs> the ingredients of that or the Himalayan. Why Himalayan? Mm-hmm. Was it because... Oh, I mean, well, Himalayan salt is pink. That explains it. So it's a different color. So it's a savory yogurt. Ew. <laughs> it's, like, it's got Gross. bits of bread and meat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, I'm just... I'm, biting, I'm chomping at the bit to mention that this is... The New York City from old 80s arcade games. Ooh. That's just lousy with lead pipes. Okay. I'm referring, of course, to the, the bum fight scene where he takes the pipe and beats it. Speaking I of like which, that. though, like, that did that surprise you, too? Like, that was a really good effect of, like, the blood squirting out of oh, his head. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't expect it to come out of that part of his head. Yeah. That Um, was shocking. Yeah. I did write down, he beats the homeless guy and the slime disappears. It does disappear. Maybe it's it's afraid of murder. (laughs) (laughs) Rightfully so. It's a shy slime. I mean, he kind of of explained that um, in in the commentary track. It was like his release. Yeah. Which, I mean, we wrote these bullet points before we listened to the commentary track. That's true. That's fair. To be 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 fair. But yeah, just like, I just remember just to double back to the arcade games because I want to talk about them. Like Double Dragon, uh, Streets of Rage, Knuckle Bash, all yeah. constantly had lead pipes. So it just really <laughs> felt like this is the best adaptation of an arcade game that doesn't exist. Right. Oh, I want to play the Slime City arcade game. That'd be amazing. Yes, anyway, please. Um, sorry. Um, finger licking good. Oh, uh, yes. Alex devours the green yogurt that's left over in the fridge with his fingers. Like a savage <laughs> in his kitchen. Just I, I like almost wanted more addiction. of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, like at this point, we're seeing it as an allegory for drug addiction. I think so. Yeah. Like yeah. distancing yourself from your He's friends, addicted. relationships right. breaking down. Yeah. He's just like, you can't get enough of yeah. you. Yeah. I wish there was just a scene of him like, <sighs> like Winnie the Pooh stuck inside one of the Tupperware containers. With his pants on, to clarify. <laughs> not straight up Winnie the Pooh. Um uh let's see oh this uh this is another favorite of independent movies there's always a gypsy character that's offensive what is another there's always some kind of fortune teller character magical character yeah that like comes out and that's Mm -hmm. just just an indie movie trope that we've seen a lot of yep i wrote down the stranger this woman grabs Lori's arm i can tell you're in trouble not you someone else <laughs> Sorry for bothering you. Wait, did I just take <laughs> like, your what the what? No, that okay. was, no, mine was the fact that, that oh, okay. she was the, there. You know, one of the characters. Yeah. This is okay. indie movie checklist. It's got it. Uh-huh. There's another indie movie checklist thing in here. What was the other thing? The music video. Yes, there's always a music video. Of Jimmy Junior Pesto. Yes, I wrote down my bullet points is I must dance. Um, <laughs> and so, dance she did. Yeah. I mean, which is a reference to Wicker Man. Right. Which I didn't know until we listened to the commentary <laughs> track. <laughs> I'm saying it like I know. I'm like, just so you know, that's a reference to... Shut up, Obviously. <laughs> oh, uh, I just want to point out, there's this one great scene where the landlady, the old lady, takes yes. him to the basement for the first time, and she's looking for, uh, like, flesh control to Major Tom, that yes. novel. Um <laughs> 
And she's looking on the shelf that's at eye level. She's right. like, where did I leave it? Scanning her finger across it. Uh-huh. And then immediately is like, oh, here it is. And it's on a completely different <laughs> shelf. Ah, yes. Like, just where I left it. <laughs> uh, oh God, maybe she's funny. like pretending that she didn't know where it was. And she's like, I know exactly where it is. Oh, I just can't let him know <laughs> that I obsessively flipped through this book. Um, my last one is oh, man. Alex's intestines when Lori cuts up his gut <laughs> yes. in the end scene. Um, our right. egg yolk and hot dog, which according to the commentary, it actually was sausage and eggs. So I was close. You're very close. <laughs> you know your breakfast foods. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see. Okay, then I'll do, I guess, like a, a rapid fire. That was your last what the what? That was what? my last what the what. Okay, um, so I have the, uh, meanwhile, in another scene uh, bullet point in each movie checklist, which is where, like, we kind of abruptly enter, like, another scene. Mm-hmm. This is specifically when they're having dinner, like, he finally meets Lori's parents. And they're having dinner, and then he excuses himself because he starts to get slime sweaty. Right. Um, and then suddenly he's there with a the prostitute. Like, we don't have, like, a Patrick right. Bateman moment where, like, he's out cruising the town yeah. trying to find a prostitute to bring back to his apartment to murder. Right. Or, like, shockingly in that scene. Yeah. Boop. Just boop. We're suddenly, <laughs> we're suddenly there. And he works at a video store. Oh, oh my God. Slime City. Wrote American Psycho before an American Psycho was a thing. Yeah. He had to return videotapes at one point. <laughs> well, he had to deliver videotapes. I have to deliver some videotapes. And he did the prostitute yeah. thing. I've got to return some videotapes. Anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> um, which had the infamous "you crazy bastard" just right. a quick bullet point. <laughs> so, um, oh, they had a exposition time scene mm-hmm. where they're, uh, the landlady and him are in the basement. Just exchanging exposition points. All right. Um, oh, I, okay. I can't get away without mentioning the 80s thugs scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fantastic. It I mean, was. like, because there's always some kind of mugging scene in like uh-huh. 80s movies. They had it. I mean, it still goes on. It, sure. Usually it's used as like a damsel in distress scene, but I admire the fact that Greg did not do a damn, like, the mugging wasn't specifically for him to step in to be a hero. Right. It was specifically for that character and the body horror reveal of mm-hmm. Daniel Smell, which may or may not have been a reference to a Harlan Ellison story, mm. The Importance of Dream Sleep. That'd be cool. If I'm getting that title right. But I feel like that story came out after this. So maybe. Again, Greg did it first. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> maybe, oh, did Ellison see this? And he's like, that's a good idea. Um, or just parallel thinking, like the whole right. Dennis the Menace thing. Right. Whatever. Moving on. This is supposed to be a lightning round. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, then the uh, oh, she. I, my bullet point says she just stands there while he spills his moons over my hammy, just <laughs> stuffing them back into his stomach. The Denny. <laughs> well, I think actually, I'm wondering if in the commentary Greg had mentioned that in that scene he really wanted Lori's character to be scared and fearful, and they were going to kind of. Zoom into her eyes and pay attention to her oh, eyes. Oh, and they just, yeah, and you're right. That's reason, where that yeah, would have went. Maybe that would have been there. Um, that, like, she's that makes sense because he's like making awkward eye contact oh, yeah. like a cat doing something <laughs> it's not supposed to and it's looking right at you while it's pushing stuff off the table. Right. Yeah. I mean, so maybe there, I don't know. I don't know. Why is he putting them back in? They're clearly not know. functional I mean, anymore. Saving them she for cut later, them in half. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> All right, so all right, so that was the that was the end of my what the what. Do you yes. got any more what the what? No, okay. awards, right. grades, and quotes, it. if any. What do you got? So I'm giving it the gore award with all the slime and the gore. It's cringeworthy. I couldn't look away. I even paused eating my French fries. It's that kind of gore. Yeah, like it's entrancing. Yeah. How much? Because like, slime and like <laughs> and it really dishes it out. Oh my god! Like just punches you in the face. Re- 
repeatedly, like mm-hmm. in that climax scene, yeah. does not let up. No. Um, in a good way. Like, it was enjoyable. Like, I really yeah. liked it. Which, like, I do like that the movie then passed the story over to Lori. Mm-hmm. And then almost immediately to the detective character. Oh, yeah. I forgot about it. It's like, it's no longer Alex's story. It's Lori's yeah. story. Now, forget her. <laughs> he was a like, good actor, too. He was. He was yeah. really leaning into the Columbo thing. Yeah, yeah. And then he was... I thought he hated that building. Why does he want to you move think there? So. I don't know. He's like, everyone that lives here gets murdered. I should live here. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, maybe he just wants to work from home. Oh, okay. Okay, we did it. That we got there. Uh, so I give it the Lead Pipe Trophy Award. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, fan theories. What do you got? So I think that Lori's. Um, I think that Lori, Alex's girlfriend, is really Nicole, which she kind of is the same actor, obviously. Oh, yeah. Before I... But they're really, the, yes, literally, the, literally the same person. Literally the same okay. person. So she's pretending to be Lori just to lure Alex into the building. She persuades Alex to get his own place with the promise of moving in with him, which we know that she doesn't end up moving in with. And Nicole kind of takes him into the like the building and like, oh, kind of allures to him use and seduces. intrigue and turn, to turn him into Zachary. Right. Okay. So So she's moonlighting as the other character. That? Oh, I like that. That makes sense. Possibly. (laughs) And we know that she's an actor. That's how she could pull it off. Because she's got that headshot. Lisa? Yeah. So So she's she's got the the skill set to pull that off. I like it. Mm -hmm. What'd you got? All right, so uh, so there's a couple of obviously surface level ones that people can read into. Mm -hmm. There's the the one that Greg mentions that's it's an abstinence story. Oh. Um, then you know he has sex with a stranger, and mm-hmm. then he wakes up all slimy. Ooh. That's gross. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> then there's the one. It's an allegory for drugs. Okay. So and there's actually a scene in the movie that it kind of points towards this. The whole idea of like showing and not telling. So like mm-hmm. utilizing the mise en scène in the movie. So there's the scene where Alex is in the park and he's reading and him and Laurie had had a fight and Laurie shows up and they're like kind of talking. So it's at that part in the movie, the part where like he has so much gray in his hair and it's suspicious why no one's pointing it out to him. (laughs) That part of the movie. Uh Um, So in the background, there's a drug deal going on Uh and the way they frame the shot is that you have Laurie on the left-hand side, Alex on the right-hand side, presumably, Mm -hmm. and the drug deal is in between them, as though drugs is what's coming between these two characters. So we can visually see that representation on screen because there's enough space behind her head, but Mm -hmm. we specifically have that to show that we're not putting the drug deal behind her. We're putting it between the characters. Right, to break them up, presumably. So that's another allegory you could read into. But here is my idea. My fan theory is that it's all about old ideas infecting young people and ruining the future. (gasps) So Zachary had his cult and Mm -hmm. they were from the past and they obviously had bad ideas because it's a cult. Right. And, you know, they're wreaking havoc on, you know, the New York of the present that the specific present being 1988. (laughs) But then when you eat the ectoplasm, Mm -hmm. you know, masquerading as Himalayan yogurt, you start to become these other people who are dead. So that's an allegory for the idea that, like, old people force their shitty ideas into the heads of young people, and then that gets perpetuated into the future. And that's not good. We need to dispense with old bad ideas and move on to new good ideas. Mm -hmm. But the ectoplasm and Zachary are not letting that happen. (laughs) Someone's got to stop them. (laughs) Sorry. So that's, that's my fan theory, is that 
It's all about old ideas infecting people. I like it. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, let's move on to recommended viewing. Yes. What do you got? Um, so obviously check out Greg's IMDBD. It's full of awesome stuff. Johnny Gruesome, Widow's Point is still making its uh, circuit right oh, now. Oh yeah. It's we got circuit. Killer Rack, Dry mm-hmm. Bones, yes. and a, a Slime City Massacre. Uh-huh. In fact, you can check out oh, yeah. Slime City and Slime City Massacre in a double feature back to back. March 15th at the screening room, starting at 6.30. Twist, this was just a long advertisement. <laughs> if you happen to be in the Buffalo area, you can come check yeah. it out. You should. Why aren't you? Or just live vicariously. Or if you can't make it, do it at home. Just yeah. buy a copy of the DVD, yep, the, the Blu-ray, feature. the VHS. And yeah, just sit at home and watch it and yeah. feel like you're watching it with us so there. <laughs> So, yeah. Right, but it is March 15th at 6 p.m. at the screening room. Yes, double that's feature. right. And we're going to mention it again next week because we also did doing the double feature of these two movies back to back. So next week we're going to be covering Slime City Massacre. Look forward to it. Yes. Uh, let's see. Where can we find us? Oh. Our kind of bad podcast at gmail.com. I mean, you're listening to at this. gmail.com, Facebook, yeah. Insta. Yeah, but thank you for, you know, like leaving the comments, the reviews. Mm-hmm. We've gotten some really great reviews recently. So, they, you know, I mean, it's up to you. you know. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. But uh, thank you <laughs> and yeah. thank you for listening. And good night, Slime Bye. City. <laughs> I have to return some videotapes.